This is Wes Anderson from In the Shed with Wes Anderson, and you are listening to the Bigfoot Club podcast. Hey, guys. Please go to our website at www.bigfootclubpodcast.com. Check out our merch and all episodes. Also, please look for our social media at Twitter, Facebook, Instagram at Bigfoot Club One. That's Bigfoot Club number one. Also, check out Matt Knapp's Bigfoot Crossroads on YouTube. Check out our new sponsor. For your Bigfoot size coffee cravings, visit cbgindustries.store. They have over 40 products to choose from. When you enter promo code FIRSTSIP, you will receive a discount on your first order. Remember, every moment has its flavor. Hey, everybody. Bigfoot Club, Season 5, Episode 18. This is your boy, Steven, Big Boy Jones, 2029. I am here with... Bigfoot Bob. Hey, what's going on, man? Hey, man, what's up? That was that was a great entrance. Thanks. Thanks. I've been working on it really hard. <laughs> Actually, no, I did that in one take. Yeah, yeah, you, you sure did, man. Uh, yeah. That's yeah. good, man. Yeah, yeah. How's, um... So, this been, um... It's pretty rough week. <laughs> yeah, it's been a it's been a rough week. Uh, I mean this this whole like I think July through. Right now, yeah, it's been pretty it's been pretty tough on us. But the, the good thing is we haven't lost anybody. But um, right, uh, my wife Blair, um, she she went through a uh, mental breakdown last week. Mm-hmm. Um. And she unfortunately uh, had to had to go to uh, a mental hospital and get some help. So um, <clears throat> we talk about this because you know, not ashamed, and and mental health needs to be really, really the for ta- the, the forefront of everything. So it needs to be taken seriously because you need to you need to be to be like, yeah, you know, I, I don't, I don't just, I don't feel happy. I don't feel. Yeah. I'm not in a good spot mentally, you know, and people don't really realize that 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 is a uh, that's always been a thing. Yeah, it just needs to be talked about more because you know you don't know what someone's going through when, you whenever you see them on the street or you see them at work or you see them in passing at a grocery store. You don't know what they're going through. No, and that's that's why you know when we see like those that stupid that prank that happened. Where the guy kept uh, harassing that one guy. The, you're talking about the uh, YouTube mm-hmm. uh, prank guy that got shot. Yeah, uh, over in Dallas, mm-hmm. inside a mall. Yeah, and you know, you just pranks are one thing. Harassing people is is just a whole new. That's just no. But what I was trying to get with that is that you you just don't know who you're. You don't know what a person is going through when when you're passing by somebody or yeah. something like that. Um, <clears throat> you know, you really, you just have to really be mindful and really think that, you know, I know we can be selfish. I know we can only think about ourselves and our world and our schedules and all that stuff. But if you really take the time to just be nice, you know, mm-hmm. I think, I think it can, it, it goes a long way. So, so, so you had a, you had a pretty rough week and yeah. this happened in the middle of the week, right? This happened not last Thursday, last Thursday before. Yeah. Um, but yeah, she, I won't go into specifics on it, but she, she went through a mental breakdown. She couldn't shake it off for a couple of days. She tried. She tried really, really hard. And then on Thursday, uh, she was like, I, I need, I need help. And I was like, okay. So 
took her to the doctor. Doctor was like, "Yeah, she needs to, she needs to go to a, a mental hospital." So we took her one south of Fort Worth. And um, those who know about it, you, I mean, you can probably look it up. I won't say the name, but uh, it's a really good facility. They took care of her. She was unfortunately, she had to stay there um, for ten days. So coming home, some coming home was uh, was was tough because. You know, the boys saw her that morning. They thought, you know, and then when they come, when they pick him up, they're like, something's wrong, you know. Yeah. Didn't want to say it, but I had to, I was very honest with them. I said, you know, mama had to go to a hospital to help her feel better um, so she won't be sad anymore. Uh, boys didn't understand it until I, like, explained it to them, like, for the third time, and then they cried. I cried with them, you know, because I want to let them know that feeling emotions and feeling it's okay, feeling sad and crying, it's okay. It's we need to, you know, men today and really need to stop. I'm going to say this: men today, fathers today, need to stop. They need to break that cycle of, you know, saying don't don't cry. Real men don't cry, <clears throat> and if you cry, you're a pussy and all that stuff. No, yeah. don't do that. Don't don't no. Everybody has a right to cry, no matter what. Who you are, right? You know, so uh, I just let them know that, and you know, they were like the first three days, they they come home and they're like, you know, I still feel sad that mom is gone. I, was like, I, I, I had to remind them she's not she's not gone. She's still here, mm-hmm. but she's getting help. She's and getting better. She's getting better. The great thing about the facility is that you know not only they took care of her and they fed her and everything, and they they. Figured out what meds she needed to be on, you right. know, um, is that they allowed her to, to, to call. Granted, there's like, man, over 30 people in that facility, like patients, mm-hmm. and there's only three phones. So they, there was some, <laughs> you could hear in the background, like, you know, hey, you know, I want to use a phone, you know. So mm-hmm. she, she was only allowed 10 minutes on the phone call, but she can call as many times as she wanted right. if she had the time because they, they, <clears throat> they kept everybody there on a schedule. Like uh, therapy, psychiatrists, uh, yoga, gym, uh, some classes like cinema therapy, all fantastic stuff. Right. So, um, but yeah, it was, it was a hard week, hard 10 days because, you know, I was, I was running the fort here by myself. Yeah. I was, I was texting you. I was trying to text you like every two hours. Yeah. And I didn't appreciate it. And I didn't, I didn't tell, I didn't tell, I didn't tell a lot of people. No. I I just told like Matt and, and, yeah. uh, Uh, I think in, in the last couple of days I mentioned it to Juan, but mm-hmm. everybody else I kind of left out of the loop because. Yeah, and then I, I think uh, hopefully my family doesn't get mad at me on that, but you know I, it wasn't my story to tell on it. Right, um, right. It was, it was Blair, and and now she was all like, at first she was embarrassed, but at the second time she was like, no, this needs to be, this needs to be shared. Like you know, mental health needs to stop being like, like, oh my God, like you know. Just you know, it, about it. it it almost feels like a domino because like you you've been going through it like for the last you know you've been going through it longer longer than any of us mm-hmm. and and you you've had struggles with it and you know I know we've talked about it on this podcast and uh and you you went out and you seek therapy and mm-hmm. and then and then when I got sick I man mentally I was I was devastated and mm-hmm. I, I mean granted I still need to go talk to somebody but. 
you know, you were there for me and, you know, certain family members that I let in to let them know that, you know, because I didn't break down in front of everybody. And, you know, I it's just one of those things that I'm not – I know you tell me you've, – you've told me this before. It's okay to cry. It's okay to be, you know, be upset. And I, I was just – I was very guarded in who I cried in front of. Mm-hmm. And I it was – that's not that's not helpful. No, that's not. And But the thing is that I, I did cry. I did let it out in front of you. Mm-hmm. And then, and then now I, I hate to say that, you know, Blair's going through it too now. So, I mean, it's yeah. like almost like a domino effect with us, mm-hmm. us right now. So it's just, it's, <clears throat> it just shows that, you know, we're just trying to be strong for each other, uh, each other. Mm-hmm. Um, when in reality, you know, it's okay to be like, man, I'm, I'm not, I'm not feeling good. I'm not right. like, well, what's wrong? I, I don't know. I can't, <clears throat> I can't, I can't explain it. I know? mean, it's, it's good to be strong, but you can't do it all the time. No, you cannot. And then, you know, you're, you're going to get some cracks and, you know, and it's okay. It's okay to be down. It's okay to say, Hey, I need help. It's okay to do that. Mm-hmm. And a lot of people just don't do that. And like you, you find that a lot, you know, with paranormal and Bigfoot stuff. Mm-hmm. So you, you have someone though that lives in like in a rural County and they'll see a Bigfoot or they'll have a paranormal experience and they go out to their family members and they don't believe them. They don't support them. Mm-hmm. And it may lead into like mental health, mental, you know, um, that what did I see? Why did I see this? And mm-hmm. they get upset and no one's supporting them. They don't have any support, you know, venue. So, so if you need that, I mean, they reach out to someone, talk to somebody, mm-hmm. you know, friend, family member, neighbor, coworker, boss, yeah. pastor, priest, whatever, you know. There's always going to be that one person that will be like, "Hey, I'm always here for you." Yeah, take that take that to consideration. Like, yeah, they they are they are there for a reason. They are angels sent by God. They're mm-hmm. whoever you, like a higher power, or whatever. They're just good people that just you know they really care about you. And if they say, "Hey, man, I'm here for you," if you need to talk, yeah, listen to that little piece of advice. And whenever you do feel that way, and you're like, "Man, I don't know who to turn to," talk right. to them. Right. Doesn't have to be them. If you don't, if you feel embarrassed, talk to a therapist. You know, talk to seek professional help. I mean, you can go see a therapist. You can see one online. Mm-hmm. You know, you can. There's there, pl- it, yeah, there's plenty. Of like, you know, we're not going to. I mean, we're not, not sponsored by them, but like uh, BetterHelp. Mm-hmm. Um, there's that. Um, like, there's just there's a lot of resources out there that you can really, you know. Yeah. One, one thing that Blair showed me that what she learned at there was cinema therapy, and I think that's fucking great because talk, um, talk about i don't i don't know what cinema, this is, cinema therapy is a um they're two best friends one of them is a therapist actual therapist the other one is a filmmaker they're best friends and they pick movies and they break it down as a therapist uh and they talk about it and recently one i saw blair talked about it, it was with thor the last it, thor movie the just thor's character arc how oh, okay. he was like he believed in himself and then he went through so much trauma by loss and grief. Yeah, his brother, his, his dad, brother, his, his mom, best friend, his dad, his, his mom, his city, his city. You know, he lost his. He was like, man, I'm not worthy anymore. You know, and then he talks to his mom again when he goes back in time, and she's like, you're, you're, you've always been worthy. You're, you're, you're my son. You know, and then whenever yeah. he goes like that and calls uh, Mjolnir, yeah, and it comes, and it comes to him, he's like, I'm still worthy. You know. <laughs> And I thought that was great. And when there's a lot of movies like that that go that go into detail why we relate, like he did, they did a Goodwill Hunting, of all things, a movie about a therapist trying to help out a, a kid. Yeah, that was that was pretty emotional. Yeah, and they talk about how 
the therapist is like, yeah, the ther- what the therapy that Robin Williams is doing is, is fucking fantastic. You can tell that he brought that in because he probably was seeking therapy and that's how he was able to relate it. Uh, they were talking about Rocky Balboa, like, you know, all the whole Rocky franchise of how the loss that he went through mm-hmm. and stuff. So cinema therapy is actually great. Uh, if you look it up on is YouTube. Is it like, like a, a channel or something? Yeah, it's a YouTube channel. Oh, okay. It's a YouTube channel, and they talk about <clears throat> almost every movie you can think of that wow. has to do with I mean, we're not therapy. being sponsored by them either. No, so. no, but that, I think that was pretty cool that I watched Coco. They do a lot of Pixar movies like Toy Story, and I'm all like, What? Are you serious? <laughs> All this shit here that I grew up on, like that's some type of therapy in it. Yep, there is. Yeah. So um, there's just different types of ways to get help, and yeah, you know, don't don't be ashamed about it. So it was it was pretty rough week. How did yeah. how did did you did you find it pretty hard? I mean, if you would, have, I mean. I should have offered more. I'm sorry. No, 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 no. I should have just stayed up here with you. No, no, you're good. Um. You know, the, I will say this, I, I give a lot of credit to single parents. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know how they do it day in, day out, night in, night out, because you have, it's, and, and it's. Your, your you, mom, your mom. Yeah, that's what I was just trying to go. Like, my mom did a lot of stuff by herself, and I don't know if there was ever a breaking moment with her I'm pretty sure there was but she never showed it in front of me well, she never showed it in front of uh, Victor or we, I mean I used to talk with your mom all the time so yeah there was I'm, times when she did break down and yeah. you know I just offered more help you know I would, I would tell her I'd be here tomorrow and mm-hmm. stuff like that so and that make that makes me upset <clears throat> a little bit but I know just, if she was right here she would be like that wasn't you for you to worry about you yeah know, you're my child, and that was my job. So yeah, I don't have to worry about that. Like when when I took custody of you, uh, to me that was, that was really hard. Yeah, because number one, you know, I had never been a parent. Uh-huh. I've never been married, and all of a sudden I had you were my responsibility. Mm-hmm. You know, I had to make sure you got up, you had clothes. But you were you were already doing that though. I know, but I'm saying now I didn't I didn't have a backdrop. I didn't have a safety net now mm-hmm. no more. No, yeah, it was just me, and like I had to budget. Had to budget money, mm-hmm. so you you and I could eat, and then we could like you know read books with the light on and have air conditioning and air conditioning, mm-hmm. and but um, the, to me that was pretty hard, you know, as mm-hmm. as a single parent because um, I don't know, I mean, even when I even there was a time when I when I had you and Victor and Ollie all together, and I was getting all three all ready for school, and then. You know, mm-hmm. make sure your guys got on the bus, and I went to work, and then came back home, and mm-hmm. I only did it for a short time. And that was that was man, that was exhausting. exhausting. Yeah, and your mom did it for like years, and yeah. So for single parents out there, man, I, we you know we applaud you because yeah. that's it's tough. It is tough. So I had to I had to make sure I didn't break any any type of rhythm because I didn't want the boys to feel like man, this week is just crap. Like you know, yeah. so I had to make sure. I got up extra early, and I realized, or Ricardo was like, can I take a shower in the mornings? I, I like to take a shower in the mornings. It wakes me up. I'm mm. like, okay, are you sure? So that kind of threw me off. I was like, man, come on, dude. Of all weeks, you're going to do this now. But it, maybe, it, maybe, maybe, maybe it's what he needed. That's what he needed. So that's what I was thinking. Mm-hmm. And, 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 you know, at the end of it, it was actually easier. 
You know, because I only had to worry about Sebastian taking a bath at night. He still wanted to do that. Right. So I only had to worry about Sebastian. Ricardo stayed up a little bit, you know, and watched TV. And that was his, that's what he wanted. That's what, that's, that was his thing. So I, I allowed it. He's smart. <laughs> and, uh, and then whenever he got, I, like, as soon as I would get ready and I'd get out and it would be like 6, 10, I'd be fully dressed and he would wake up and he's like, he goes, I'm going to go turn on the shower. He'd be really like, eh, you know. But as soon as he got out of the shower, like he would come out like refreshed. I was like, okay, that's this is working. Yeah, uh, made them breakfast, uh, and then I would make their lunches for them if they didn't make it the night before, mm. and uh, take them to school, and then get back to work. Then I think Wednesday they have the a violin lesson, mm-hmm. uh, and I, I went to the. I didn't cancel it. I told Miss Miss the well, their teacher that hey. Uh, Go ahead and put me on. This, uh, I'll, I'll be there for their lesson. She was like, okay. Went there, and they were, the boys were excited. Like, oh, you're here. We're doing the violin lesson. I was like, yep. So show me what you got. Show me what what y'all been learning and what, yeah. what, y'all, what y'all got. And pretty much, show me what you got. Show me what you got. You know? And uh, <clears throat> didn't break that. And then, yeah. And then we were like, yeah, we can do this. We can, you know, mama comes home Friday. Yeah. And they thought that they were, she was going to, we were going to go all pick her up later on that night. Yeah. Because that's what Blair was saying, because it might be at night. And I'm like, okay. No, she was ready Friday around noon. I, I, bet, like, I oh. bet she was. I was like, yep, okay, I'll go I'll go pick you up. Picked her up, came home, and uh, then we took, we both drove to the school whenever the boys were getting out, and she hid, like, laid down on the seat, and Miss Broom came to the door, opened up the door, she saw Blair and said, oh, and I was like, don't, like, I was putting my, my finger over my mouth, I was like, don't say anything, don't say anything. And she was like, boys, boys, go ahead and get in the car. <laughs> and then they were like, yeah, we're going to go pick up our mom. And then uh, Sebastian and Ricardo saw her face. Mom! You know. Yeah. They got real happy. And that was a good. That did, was they, a good did, they, did they hold up the line when they were hugging her? So? Uh, a little bit. Uh, a little <laughs> bit. But it's it's okay. Yeah. I was kind of hoping that someone would try to get after me about that. I'm like, no. Um but no, no, uh, it was a tough week, but you know, we're, we're, we're through it. I was, I, I, I would say this. I was pretty worried about you. I yeah. Was, a lot I of didn't. people were, a lot of people were texting me every, every day and making sure, Hey, is everything okay? Do you need yeah. anything? I'm fine. I'm good. Um, I'm doing what I can here. I'm trying to keep the house clean, trying to keep the dishes clean and boys fed all that stuff. So yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. So at the end of it. I applaud single parents. You guys rock both, both parents. Whoever, whatever you're going through, separation mm-hmm. or some loss, like you're, you know, y'all are doing great. Yeah, y'all, y'all are. You are worthy. You are the best at what you do, and never forget that you got it. You got it down. As long as you get up and then get the your kids ready and. Show them the routine and all that stuff. You're you're doing what you're doing. What you're doing. Yeah, that's all you can do. Yeah, I, was, I, I mean, I was. I knew you were gonna be okay, but I was just, I was worried. And um, but uh, I don't know. I know I probably don't tell you this enough, but yeah, I'm I'm really proud of you as as a parent, as because uh, uh, like you're you're my legacy. Mm-hmm. You know, you know, you're not my kid, but I, I raised you most most of your life, and mm-hmm. so you're like my legacy. So how you how those boys grow up is, you know, a tell sign of, you know, all the hard work that we, that we've done. You know? So, uh, yeah, but that's, uh, that's, man, I'm just, I'm just really proud of you. Cause you're, 
you do great. And I mean, cause I don't know, you know, hopefully my mom is proud too. Yes. I know she is. I know she is. Yeah. So she, uh, she's, you know, yeah. Before, no. like, like, like before she left this world, she made, made sure that, that I was going to see you're okay. And I, that's what I want to do. I want to make sure. Well, you did a great job. Thank you. <laughs> you so. did a really good job. Cause, uh, I'm doing something right. Those boys are, they act like us every, every single day. Every single day, I it's, know. If it's something, or mannerism, or uh saying that we're saying. Yeah. I'm like, oh, I don't know if that's good or bad, but I guess <laughs> we'll, we'll roll with it. Yeah, because if I hear Ricardo, like, man, someone got took. Yeah. Someone got took. You just got took, boy. And I'm like, what the f- What did you say? I know. You'll get a little taste of it. <laughs> uh, your house is haunted, homie. So... Mm. Yeah, Bigfoot. Um, well, well, before we get into that, oh. I wanted to say we've had several shout outs that I wanted to oh. say. Um, we had a shout out from Sarah Bignall, uh, Yowie Central Podcast. She did a shout out to us recently, and I wanted to thank you, Sarah, for that. It really means a lot to me because, like, I you know I think she's big time in Australia. So, mm-hmm. and then we got a shout out from Yowie Dan on his on his new podcast and he him and his uh, I forgot his his co-host but he had a shout out to us he says he says that like we're on his like top 5 podcast he listens to oh, so, man. so we're uh we're really big in Australia we need to go there <laughs> yeah and then um we had a shout out from uh Big Dog the Big Dog Random Podcast mm-hmm. uh he had Matt on they did uh did, you know he did a shout out to us and um Calling All Beans, uh, DJ had, um, <clears throat> they had the Goo Gals Paranormal on there recently, like on last Monday, and he did a shout out to us on that one, so I wanted to say that that was kind of cool mm-hmm. um, for us to get shout outs from so many people, and then that's, um, you know, to me it means a lot mm-hmm. from us, from, uh, you know, a, a cryptid sports entertainment perspective. Mm-hmm. Yes. <laughs> Coming from cryptic sports entertainers, yeah, entertainers, uh, yeah, yeah. Because we we've met some really good people, and then recently we we met um, or really gotten close with uh, Google Gals and uh, uh, Robbie, Robbie Robbie Brown Robbie and, Brown. And yeah, we're so sorry that we weren't able to go see y'all in Cleburne. Yeah, um, it's just bad timing. By them listening to this, they'll understand. They'll understand why yeah, we why, couldn't go. Why so we couldn't go and. You know, trust me, we we wanted to be there, and nothing, yeah. you know, but you know, uh, unfortunately, that you know, it, it happened. Uh, whether it was bad timing or not, it, it just it happened, and we couldn't be there. So, uh, but definitely next time, uh, hopefully, when you guys are in town, or we we just happen to be in San Antonio, yeah, it'd be great. Yeah, yeah. we can go. Uh, would you Would you consider doing a paranormal thing with them, like a like going like go to a cemetery or something? <laughs> cemetery, yes, I don't mind cemeteries. Um. Mm-hmm. Uh, can we bring Luke? <laughs> <laughs> he um, he would probably like to go with us, yeah. You know, but I don't know if he wants to do that He's long like, time. I don't, think, I don't think there's any Bigfoot in San Antonio. Yeah, I think he'll be. Like, but I'll go. Nasty stuff. <laughs> Smelly stuff. <laughs> Nasty. <laughs> um. Yeah, and then uh, yeah, we gotta. We just gotta uh, visit them. Um, yeah, they. I, I am convinced that Jin Jin is gonna give me a battering. Mm-hmm. And I'm hoping that that's that's going to be the case. Yeah, because you know 
Batarangs, man. Hey, anything she gives me, I would, I would probably take. Yeah. Wait a minute. That sounds oh, <laughs> well, kind of weird. I mean, a mug or. Yeah, um, it, like any gift. Any gifts. Any any physical. Wait, hold on. Uh, any, any, uh, just, yeah, just gift. Yeah, any, pre- uh, any present. Any present. <laughs> any material uh-huh. that was manufactured. Yes. And it I, could be Batman related uh, yeah. or it could be. Whatever. Yeah. Ear- be- if she gave me earrings, I would take them. Yeah. You know, so, or, or like a blinged out, like a uh, EVP recorder. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I, would, like, I yeah. would do it. Yeah. A, bl- a blinged out. Who who, who who does that? Who makes that? I, I don't know. know. I need to know. <laughs> like, that's pretty cool. Yeah. Uh, anyway, um, so any more shout-outs? Uh, no, man, we're both burping. Yep. Excuse me, sorry. Yeah, edit that out. No, I'll keep, I'll keep, I'll, it, in. I'll keep it in. Hey. Let, let people know that we're real, man. Yeah, yeah. you know, we're not AI. This yeah. isn't an AI generated <laughs> podcast, no, man. No. Does AI burp? Nope. <clears throat> I mean, Man, make sound effects. But uh, yeah, we're we're doing good. We got. Uh, can we say our next guest? Can we say our next guest? Uh, <clears throat> I guess. I, yeah, I guess I'll bring it up. We because we're, we're. I want to interview one of my cousins. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and then I've been trying to get him on the show, and uh, I haven't really had a chance to. Mm-hmm. You know, we've been busy with life and stuff, and then I got sick, and you know, mm-hmm. stuff like that. So, and then we got another guest coming up. Uh, you want to talk about that one? Or? Yeah, this is a really good uh, friend of mine. He's a streamer, and he he has probably one of the best like podcast radio voice ever. Yeah, um, he he goes by Lieutenant Cole Smash. I don't know if we can disclose his name yet, um, <laughs> but we'll we'll I I want to make sure that he's okay with it. If he just wants to go by Smash, that's fine. We'll, we'll go by. But him. He, he also he has a very interesting. Bigfoot story. He does have a Bigfoot story. So, yeah, that's what so that was. Why I mean, because like, like I watch you stream a lot, and then you got me whenever I whenever I would watch you stream, you'd go to other people. What's what's it called? Crashing? You would <laughs> no raid. Raid. Okay. Raid. We raid. To, uh, if a streamer is done streaming, the kind thing to do if you have viewers is to raid someone else that you know, mm-hmm. and, a friend of yours. Bring, Bring your viewers onto their channel and then kind of support them at the very end while right. you log off. So you you were doing that with Smash, right? Mm-hmm. He was and, on a couple times, and I was like, "Hey, let's let's raid uh, Smash." And, and he he saw my name, mm-hmm. Bigfoot Club, you know. And then he we started talking about a Bigfoot incident that he had in Canada when mm-hmm. he was on vacation, and yeah, uh, you know. And then I started asking him questions, and then he stopped streaming. Yeah, he's, for like he, almost like an hour. Yeah, he paused and to talk about it and yeah. stuff. So uh, and then we said, "I go, hey, come on our show and talk about this incident." He's so, like, "Wait, really?" He's like, "I've never been on a podcast." <laughs> so, but he he has a great uh, great personality. Um, mm-hmm. He's real. He's a real big tech guy too. So any questions you had about like any computer stuff or if you're building a PC or something, that's the man to go even, to. Even streaming, even streaming. Any, he talks about any any like equipment stuff, and if he doesn't know about it, he wants to learn about it. Right. So yeah, he, we're trying to get him on the show. He just has a, a complicated schedule, which is okay. We have that too, you know. Um, but we we are pretty much almost locked in for. The next couple of weeks, I'll just say yeah. that. Um, and then today, today we went out to, uh, we're, cause Steven, I, I'm not going to say where you live, but, uh, yeah. we went to an event today with Sean Warner, uh, the great author. Uh-huh. Is Lee that Howard and 
The ghosts of um, Lee Howard and the ghosts of Simon Pierce Manor. Lee Howard and the ghosts of Simon Pierce Manor. Uh, Simon Pierce Manor, yes. Um, we, he, got, he he just blew up on TikTok. Let's yeah, just say yeah, that. he did, and he was he was in Hearst. Um, he was at a writers convention in Hearst, and we actually ended up. Um, this, this, this is today, like a couple hours ago, we went to go see him. Yeah, so, like we were super underdressed. <laughs> I'm not ashamed to admit that. Yeah, I, I like to wear my casual everyday like shirt, regular plain shirt and shorts. I want the dress, uh, even on the on the fall or winter. I, I'm always wearing it. Hey, I, I've been doing it a lot longer than you have. So I don't know, man. I don't know about that. Um, and then we go to this place, and I'm all like, okay, cool. We we doesn't look that many people. Nobody's stopping us. Yeah, we're supposed to have a badge. Yeah, we walk right in. We walked right in because my, you know, dumbass read it wrong. Uh, 7 a.m. to 7 p.m. And we Mm. went there at 726 and it was over. It was over. It was just a uh, a mixer, a mixer where, you know, all the people that stayed over, all the writers or want to be soon to be writers. I'll say that or Um, writers are trying to harness their craft. Yeah, harness their craft and all that stuff. It was basically a writer's conference to. If you're an author struggling or something like that, or if you want to be an author, you take they have classes there to kind of point you in the right direction of how to get your books published or something right, like that. Right, writing writing techniques, all that stuff. So Sean Warner was there, I guess, presenting. You know, uh, six is six. He was success. on a panel. He was yeah. presenting and presenting. Then he, then he did some classes there. He did some classes there, and uh, we were. As soon as we walked in, like, yeah, like he was uh, right there. As soon he as we was walked right in. there, talking to somebody, and he looked at us a couple times, like. I remember you guys, like yeah. you know, because we met him at SwapCon a couple of weeks back, and then uh, he stopped talking to that one guy who was talking for a while, and he was putting his drink up, and then I was like, "Mr. Warner," and uh, yeah, he, he came, came to us, and he was like, "Hey, I, you know, I, I want to say I know you guys. I saw you at SwapCon with him." And we're like, "Yeah, you know." Yeah, he he remembered us. He so. remembered us pretty well, and we we're like, and he was like, "Did y'all did y'all email me something like y'all wanted to interview me and do a podcast?" Right, and I was like, "Yeah." and I didn't get back with you, all right? I was like, no, no. He, he, I know he felt real yeah, bad. He's like, man, I am so sorry. Yeah. Uh, and we're like, no, it's okay. You know, we understand that you're busy and all that stuff. And he was like, I appreciate you being kind and all that stuff. And yeah, because we were saying, you know, you're busy. We get it. Yeah, we we get it, you know. And uh, he was like, no, that's that's very unprofessional of me. You know, and he gave us another way to contact him to set something up. So, like his PR person, yeah, right? his his PR person, and. Uh, that's what we're gonna do. Is we're gonna we're gonna we're gonna <laughs> we're gonna keep uh, nagging this person because you know we. I read the book and I think it's it's amazing. It's a different perspective of paranormal stuff. Yeah, and uh, yeah, and I just want to get him on here and I kind of want to do a Sean Evans style, you know, like from Hot Ones and and but without the hot food, without the hot food, no, but. Um, <laughs> yeah, it won't be any hot questions. It was just yeah, I just want there to because I know he's getting like. Bombarded with, if are you writing a sequel? Yeah, obviously, yeah. We're, we want to know on that, but he he kind of confirmed that when we were talking with him. Yeah, um, he says it's in the works. It's in the works. Yeah, and he has an idea. Um, and yeah, I just want to you know want to bring a different ty- uh, type of questioning on that. Like, yeah, because you know? I don't want to ask him, you know, about you know, because he's he's gone through a whirlwind mm-hmm. of stuff, and like he's. One of the top sellers on Amazon now, and he's, yep. he's got a lot of followers, and you know, obviously TikTok helped him out immensely. So, yep. 
I don't want to ask him those questions. I want to ask him other stuff, like, you know, what type of music does he listen to, or mm-hmm. how does if he gets in the writer's block, how does he get out of it? Mm-hmm. You know, what you know, what techniques does he does and. Because, um, you know, you and I have, like, tried to write some stories. Yeah. Uh, I'll admit, I've, I've written some stories. I've written this particular story that I think it was inspired by lots of other things. Um, definitely uh, grief and loss. Mm-hmm. But I never really got a chance to finish it because I don't have a perfect ending for it. Yeah. And, I, and I'm and i really, I realized when I was writing it. I go, you should ask. Yeah, I should. Are you going to ask him now? Yeah. I'm eventually going to ask him okay. that. Um, how, how do you come up with... You know, like, how does any writer come up with a perfect ending or what they think is a perfect ending? And I, I love Stephen King and I love his writing and stuff. And then I think a lot of people have asked him that. And he's like, just write it. Yeah, because I, I, I was going to say when, I, when I'm writing uh, Tanatu, this, the, the comic book story for mm-hmm. my, my brother, I, I knew the ending, how it was going to be. Mm-hmm. This is I told him, this is how I want it to end. Mm-hmm. I knew the ending. I'm not going to say what it is because I don't want to ruin it. So mm-hmm. I knew the ending. And so I just had to write to get there, if yeah. that makes sense. So I had to. I, I, think, had to, and I think that's the easy. That's like the easiest way. If you have the ending already. Yeah. Great. You have this immense of, 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 of path, with, right? Path to get to the ending. And that's probably like, that's fucking great. I already know. I already know how it ends. I yeah. just need to find the beginning part to get there. Right. Me. I started it at one at the very beginning and then I worked my way up and then I was like, well, why don't, why don't you do this? Why don't you think about three endings? Three I'm, there's, actually, there's six endings. Okay, do six endings. Uh, and then what do you think is the best one to continue? Yeah. I think there's I think there's two I endings. It's okay. That, I think there was like two. If I remember correctly, there was two endings that, that was just ended right then and there. Um, one was good. One was bad. Yeah. The other ones was the other, other endings were continuations. I think two of them were cliffhangers. The other two of them were like a dead giveaway of how it was going to go. Right. Um, and I just, for some reason I was just like, I don't, I don't like any of them. Yeah. I don't like any of them. And I realized like when I was helping you out with your story and stuff like that, mm-hmm. like I, all these ideas were coming to like firing away. I could not think of for any of them for my story. Yeah. And then, but, you, but, a, but you were firing a bunch of stuff to me. Yeah, and I was like, bam, 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 and I'm like, these are good, these are yeah, good. Yeah, and then you, when I was thinking it for myself, I was like, I can't fucking figure it out. And it's just this one story that I've always, I I, I grew fond of, and I, I wrote it, and I gave it to a select people. I gave it to you, and I mm-hmm. gave it to a good fr- other good friend of mine, and uh, she read it, and she was like, this is good. Like, just fucking write it. Like, keep going. Yeah. And I was like, I don't know. I don't, I don't. Mm. I, I, will, I will tell you this, that when I... When I first wrote, when I wrote the El Gato Negro story for my brother, mm-hmm. I think I wrote that one like three or four times. Oh, you did? I wrote it three or four times because I had a, I had a certain, I killed someone off. And, and, uh, when, and whenever, yeah. whenever Richard, your, you know, my, my brother, your uncle mm-hmm. read it, he goes, uh, you know, can you not do that? I go, yeah. So I already had another, another way to not have this person killed off. So mm-hmm. I already had that. So I, I would just say, just write it, get it over with, write it, mm-hmm. and then have it have it available where you can just change it or rewrite it again. Mm-hmm. Because that's the only way you have to get it out of your system. Mm-hmm. 
And even if you don't like it, go back and change it. Because I, I went back and I changed a bunch of stuff. And I said, okay, it this makes chronological order or this makes sense to write it this way. Mm-hmm. Because, you know, then you're telling a good story. Because that's the whole thing is that you want to tell a good story. Yeah. And you don't want to be predictable. Mm-hmm. And you don't want, you know, to lose the reader. No. So and I don't, definitely don't want to confuse the reader either. Yeah. There's a lot of books out there that will confuse the shit out of you. And I think it's either on purpose or mm-hmm. it's just bad writing. Um, and then there was like, there's a other story that I, I talked to you about a while. I don't know if you remember where it's like a, um, a detective who worked in the FBI, but he, he downgraded and went to, wanted to be doing homicide. He's trying to cast a serial killer, and then I already have the ending. Yeah, it's it's the serial killer is him from the future, uh-huh. and he's killing all these people that killed his family. He's doing it before they kill his family on this on this one. Remember right. I told you about that one? Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I was all like, man, like I, I I have the ending now. What's the title? I, I haven't even figured out a title, but I have the plot of it, and like I just I need to figure out. I need to actually make time and actually figure out. I think once we move into the house and everything, we have everything. We have that office and stuff. I think I'll, I'll, I'll yeah, I'll do it. But um, yeah, I already have the ending of it of how I want it. And I just don't know if I want him to kill himself, mm-hmm. meaning him the past killing the future, or him letting him go. Those are the only two endings I have. Wow. Yeah, that's a that's that's a tough one. Yeah, that is a tough one. So yeah. Writers, we're we're talking about writing, yeah. writing books. How, how many minutes are we in? Uh, Forty seconds. Really? Yeah. Oh, shit. <laughs> if I don't if I don't count the first three minutes talking to grandma, it's like uh, it's like thirty seven. Okay. Yeah. Well, we eventually had to you know, talk about Bigfoot <laughs> before we get you know yeah you know memed you know. There is a couple stories that are on the BFRO website, and again, BFRO is not uh, a group that we sponsor or they sponsor us or we're in affiliation, mm-hmm. you know, or relation. Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're not in relation with them. <laughs> no, sir. We are not in no relation. So there's like three, three reports that came out September the 1st. That's the most recent one. Yeah. Uh, this first one is report three, six, eight, one, seven submitted Sunday, October 28th, 2012. But it was like just reported recently. What the hell? Uh, the year was wow, 1959, summer, August 1st, Iowa. I think this is. I'm gonna probably butcher this name. Uh, Del 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 Creek County, summer of 1959. Having worked on two previous summers as a counselor in training, I worked as a full fledged counselor and little. Cloud Girl Scout Camp west of Dabalik, Iowa. On the first day uh, of the third, the final camping session, the girls arrived and were escorted to their tents to unpack and get settled in. Just as dusk, I was approaching the main lodge when I noticed a dark figure standing in the shadows near uh, the craft hut. That's kind of creepy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I mentioned this to I mentioned this to the camp director husband Big Daddy. That's a great name. Wow. <laughs> Thinking that all all the parents have not yet left. He said all the parents had left and some time ago and called the sheriff's office to report this. Deputies arrived 
and checked in the area but didn't find anyone. Later that evening, co-counselor and I were on campus selling down in bed and had just crawled into our own sleeping bags for the night and we were falling asleep and we heard a crunching sound like someone walking down the, the gravel lane and that runs through our unit, Cricket Valley. We assumed that it was a big daddy checking on to see if anyone else had quieted down for the night and thought nothing of it. Uh, Mm -hmm. At breakfast the next morning, I mentioned it to Big Daddy that we heard him passing through the unit previously tonight. He he assured me that he definitely had not been there, and he had the sheriff's office aware of this incident. That was the beginning of 12 sleepless nights for us. I recall sitting up all night, bed with a rosary in one hand and a baseball bat in the other. Oh, jeez. Each night after the girls had settled in for down for the, the evening was quiet, I, we'd hear these footsteps, and they passed through our tent and continued to our camper's tents. Eventually, the girls started commenting that they heard rustling around noises around their tents at night. We assured them that it was a little forest creature sniveling around for food. Every every morning, we would report activities every day to the sheriff's deputies. We'd come out, investigate, and uh, never found anything. All hell broke loose on the last night at camp, of course. Oh, fuck. <laughs> Everyone was busy packing to go home, including the counselors and the camp director and her husband mid-afternoon after the campers had had all left to discover that, that her tent had been trashed and her clothes and other personal items had been opened, suitcases pulled out and thrown around. Thrown around the tent and alarm clock had been smashed. And once more, the sheriff came out to investigate this and decided to remain in the camp. We returned to our unit for the night. And just as we went to bed, once again, we heard footsteps. And since we knew that the deputies were still around, we took a shortcut up a dirt trail to Main Lodge to advise them on this. They accompanied us back to down the hill and we heard all the gathering around discussing the situation. We suddenly were heard extremely loud, horrific scream. I can only describe it is as a scream of a primal rage. That's interesting to say that. Hmm. Coming from the nearmost remote tent of our unit. At the same time, we heard a loud crack of tree branches breaking. Two deputies were sent back to check it out. They thought that they didn't have any evidence of a prowler and then discovered that a large branch had been broken off, completely off. Matured uh, maple tree was lying on the ground. And nearly, as I can recall, the branch had been growing at least seven or eight feet from the ground. And it was approximately about six to seven inches in diameter. That's thick. It's a thick branch. I remember thinking that maybe the prowler had been hiding in the tree and then the branch broke off of his weight. In retrospect, if the prowler had been that heavy, how he could have gotten up there the tree in the first place. So that's interesting how um, there's more to it. Interesting to use primal rage. And I almost want to say that I think, you know, I, I made it sound like it was just one Bigfoot. Mm-hmm. And it could have been a lot more, but it's probably one. And I know they don't they don't really talk about this stuff, but you know what if some of the counselors were on their were on their cycle mm-hmm. and maybe caused this this bigfoot to come around and start looking looking for them mm-hmm. so any any thoughts I agree because um, there was only one tent right that got trashed, yeah, just one tent, and there was like it went through her personal belongings, yeah, yeah, I think it was it's, they said it was the first i think it was the furthest one. Mm-hmm. Probably closer to the edge of the woods or something. Mm-hmm. Girl Scouts. The, the, what, what was the significance in the alarm clock? 
<laughs> no, I think they just mentioned it. I don't I, I, no, but I. Why was that smashed? Yeah, probably was going off. Maybe I don't know. I got scared. It didn't say that. Uh, I'm, thing, ju- oh, I'm just assuming. So the only thing I can think of was on that is that um, maybe it, what it, what it, what if it thought it was like a camera? Yeah, or yeah. some type of weapon, and it's just like no, and it just <laughs> it, like it smashed it, and that's the only thing I could think of. Um, it's just yeah, I think you're right on the on the whole. You know, one of them being on the on their cycle and stuff. And so it, I, it didn't say how many women were there, but no. if you if you have an all girls mm-hmm. Girl Scout team, you got you got to have a lot of women there, yeah, you know, because yeah. they, they don't you know they wouldn't want a lot of men. Yeah. So. Um. Yeah, this one. This one was. It just sounds like a curious one. Big time, big uh, time. Uh, and the screaming part, I don't know if that was because they were they were close on something. Mm-hmm. And it was trying to scare them away. I don't know. I, I don't know on that part. Maybe they the, they were just camping near near the route that they like to take. Yeah. And they just happened they're like what, you know, cuz if you're you disrupt any routine on anybody, whether it be a human or a yeah. type of animal or something like that, it, it's gonna it's gonna show some some type if, of frustration. If if I was investigating this, this would have this is what I would think it would probably be it would probably be a, probably a, a juvenile, an older juvenile that got pushed out of a group mm-hmm. because he was getting too big and he didn't want a challenge for the alpha for the for the harem whatever if they were, if they were multiple Bigfoots that were female mm-hmm. you know the the top alpha one I'm just guessing would have you know pick up his litter of all the female Bigfoots and mm-hmm. so when this one male when the, if a male Bigfoot was getting older they push him out and so this was probably one just looking for you know he smells probably a cycle thinks it's another female Bigfoot so he's just gonna go check it out mm-hmm. that's what I'm thinking outside the box on that so yeah that's that's pretty good, yeah. That's what I would, yeah. It, was, it just sounds like a curious one. Yeah, I, say that. I, I would just say yeah. That he's looking, he's looking to see what's there and what's there and why are these people just randomly just sleeping on the on the floor? So or, when he know. discovers the one that they're not female Bigfoot, he gets pissed off and yeah, trashes that one dead. And specifically, so. the alarm clock. This is so weird. <laughs> Like uh, that's that's the one that really like I was like oh, okay, symbolic try. I don't know he tries to put in the alarm clock I'm like, what fuck this alarm clock yeah it's just like <laughs> it's time to go <laughs> the time is now <laughs> um, okay I'm gonna move on to the next one okay uh, report seven six two five nine submitted by witness on Monday uh, August fourteenth two thousand twenty three so it's recent oh shit uh, this was uh, two thousand twenty three summer August eighth Missouri Clinton County. I was taking my dogs outside and I've been I've been taking a spotlight with me because there had been a lot of uh, coyote activity. I was scanning around with with the spotlight at about three hundred feet from from me uh, is a clearing of a soybean field. I shine the light past there and they had seen two sets of glowing eyes. So I, I shine back from those were at least seven feet tall. When I held the light on them, they both hid behind a big bush. I watched it for a while. They kept peeking around its head, its heads out around 
the bush. So I turned, I turned the light off and on again. And then they had been looking back at me and they would hide again. Had me pretty shaken up. So I was, I went inside for about 20 minutes, came back out and I walked down to where I had seen them and they were gone. And I was, and I was still pretty shaken. So I had to, I had to get closer, but it was crazy to see how big these stood. No animal in the area stands that tall. It would be behind a bush to peek out. So that was his incident. I'm not going to read the notes of the, let me see here, Orlando Richardson, whoever he is. So I'm not reading that. So that's kind of creepy, you know, soybean. So I'm assuming, you know, that's his food source. Um, this guy interrupted <laughs> these yeah. Bigfoot. So he says heads on this. So I'm that's assuming where I'm like, so was it, did he see two sets of eyes? It, he, it, he only said he only saw what glowing eyes and and it hid behind a bush. So he said, but he he- said heads. Heads, yeah. I don't know. I mean, I, I I thought I read it right. So let me see. Peeking around, peeking their heads out around the bush side. And he said turn. there, so their heads out. They kept peeking. Yeah, their heads. Hmm. So it could have been a parent. And maybe a baby Bigfoot that was on its back. And they were both. Yeah, we're probably checking out the soybean fail. Yeah, or who, whoever's there. Like, I don't know why I said it like that. Soybean failed. Soybean failed. <laughs> soybean failed. But uh, that that one's interesting. Yeah. Creepy, but interesting. Um, no alarm clock? No alarm clock. <laughs> no alarm clock gonna, on I'm this one. i carry that one to the end of time. Yeah. And then we'll eventually meet that Bigfoot. He goes, on the alarm clock, Bigfoot. You SOB. How dare you? What did that alarm clock ever do to you? I know, right? Other than give you the time. <laughs> the time is now. Yeah, man. Um, I think I think we could we could probably end it there. So, Is there another one? Report 75925. Uh, submitted by witness on Tuesday, May 30th, 2023. So it was recent. Year 2023, spring, May the 28th, Wisconsin, Onoco County. Sunday on May the 28th, between 7 and 8 a.m. Central Time, I was driving north, Pishatu Brook Road, where I came across a 90-degree 90, 90 corner and left and then turns into a ni- North Branch Road. To the left, North Branch Road was going off and uh, to the right to move to Ulatava Trail Road, and it came across a corner of Izzy's Lane and Gravel Road. This is this is in North Onkanto. On- on- I can't even say this right. Onkanto <laughs> County, Wisconsin, mostly wooded swamp near the Onkanto River. Good God! As I neared the corner, I saw a black and brown large figure of a man that I thought had been that broken down on the trail, and it was walking down south forward Prishatu Brook Road. Good Lord! <laughs> I stepped in the, like they they got the worst names on here. Uh-huh. I stepped into the corner as I as I could. I could not believe what I was looking at. Trying to wrap my head around it, it, I was convinced myself that it was a man and it was walking on two legs and it had, it had taken up from I, what I saw about 10 steps forward toward me. However, the, there was no sound, no yelling uh, for help 
no waving his arms, no human-colored skin. It was, in fact, a dark black brown figure with large legs, even based towards the feet. It was not a bear. It was not a human. I looked around the corner, and I could see a distance down North Branch Road that a human was walking east toward me in that direction. And then I looked back, a black-brown figure went into the ditch and disappeared. And I was convinced it was, it was a Sasquatch. So there's a lot more to it. So, um, Wow. So it was he was walking? The, other, the guy? Um, let me see here. Because he said it was walking towards me. He just says the roads... And it made you th- it made me think that he was driving. Yeah, I was I kind of thought he was driving too. But if he was walking, that's that's scary. And he said it was walking up towards him. He's like, "Oh jeez. Oh no." Yeah, it doesn't it doesn't really say he was driving. What the heck? It came in a 90 degrees turn and left and turns into the North Branch Road. Yeah, it doesn't uh, if that if he was walking, that's fucking scary as shit. Yeah, and he r- he runs into that. It makes sense because if he's walking there's no, he doesn't, the Bigfoot can't hear a car coming. Yeah. Doesn't hear the engine. Yeah. So yeah he, he's like walking in its normal, normal case. Um, wow. So later on, later on in the thing here, it says, as, as uh, then I continued on, on my drive, coming closer to the human walking down North Branch Road. Um, I am not the best reader, so I'll say you that. Are. So. If he's going down there, because like I like you were saying, I thought he was driving, and yeah. if he was walking, that's fucking scary. Yeah, because uh, he didn't say he was when he saw it. He was ran. Yeah. So I'm assuming he was driving, but you know, most people who talk about 98, 90 degrees turns are usually driving, and this thing was coming down. I wonder what it was looking for. <laughs> like, I, it, it didn't say whether he was listening to music or like that. Yeah. Because because uh, it sounded like to me this Bigfoot was coming out, was interested in who's coming up the road. So if he's walking, um, he would say he, he would saw it and probably run. So I'm assuming he's driving. Again, I'm going to say that. I don't know why I keep saying it. Yeah. But uh, I bet this Bigfoot just came out just to see, hey, who in the hell is coming up this road? And I don't know why I've heard multiple Bigfoot reports of Bigfoots being sighted on a 90 degrees turns. Like, I think even Matt's story of the Mexican one was on a 90 degrees turn. So I, I'm pretty sure that of that. So, um, but I've heard multiple stories about it. Is it because they're able to see something coming from probably from the, the side? Like, okay, it gives me time to turn. That way I can at least, if they only just see my, you know, my yeah. backside. So, so yeah. most most 90 degree turns are made because, probably because of foliage or maybe there's an electrical or gas right away and they can't really move it. They can't put a road through it. So they have to do a turn that way. So maybe, I don't know if we were to look this up, I'm, I'm pretty sure there's probably, um, let me see here. Because he gave pretty good details where it was at. Yeah. He didn't put, you know, because most of these things will have longitude and latitude and stuff. Mm-hmm. This one does not. Uh, and if. Presh, Preshingo Brook. I mean, I, I butchered the shit out of these names. Mm-hmm. But, uh, but oh well. Anyway, we're at one minute, two seconds. I think you can do an episode. 
Well, I mean, if they give you hard to pronounce names, I don't think anybody could have read it perfectly. Yeah. So anyway, unless, um, unless it was Pushamataha. Pushamataha, yeah. Pushamataha. <clears throat> you have any shout outs? Uh, shout out to the wonderful people at the facility that took care of Blair. Mm-hmm. Um, shout out to all the. I double down on that too. Uh, yeah. Uh, shout out to all the uh, amazing love and support for Blair uh, and for me. Uh, thank you all so much for checking up on me. Thank you so much for checking up on Blair. Um, shout out to all the single parents yeah. out there that are they're trying to hold it down. I can guarantee you that you are doing it. And if you need help, don't be ashamed. Don't be embarrassed to ask for help. I'm going to do something that I normally don't do on this show. Um, if you have a story or uh, either Bigfoot, Cryptid, Paranormal, Please reach out to us at BigfootClub1 at gmail.com. Um, we would love to hear your story, whether we have it on the show or not. And, and if you need help in your area and you need a Bigfoot researcher uh, to help you out or a paranormal researcher to help you out in your area, again, reach out to us. Uh, we will find someone for you uh, that's close by and can take care of you. And... Um, also, go to our, our social media. Go to our website at BigfootClubPodcast.com. Give us a like, um, a comment, a five-star review. Mm-hmm. Um, that all goes a long way for us. I mean, if you do that, that really helps us out a great deal. Uh, it, you know, it, it helps us the, the podcast get higher and get noticed more. And if you, know, you want to do word to mouth, we're on all the platforms. So just do that and just uh, help us out a great deal. We really appreciate it. Mm-hmm. And let me see here. When you say good night, good luck. Good night and good luck. All right. We're out. Howdy. <laughs>